Welcome to the New Japan Grumble. I am Dan of the Royal Grumble and I'm here to preview what is the Premier League of Professional Wrestling Tournaments. It is the 27th G1 Climax Tournament. Uh, 20 competitors split into two blocks, narrowed down to just one winner who will win the briefcase containing the contract to challenge for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship on January 4th at the Tokyo Dome. Um, if you've never watched G1 before, this is the ultimate time to be a pro wrestling fan. You have... 19 shows in 27 days. That's a lot of stuff to cover, but it's 19 shows of some of the best wrestling of the year. Um, last year, we got some real classics in this tournament, uh, most notably Okada versus Ishii. That was an amazing match. Uh, we got the two nights of just absolute amazingness that show, that put Kenny Omega really on the map. If he wasn't already, his match with uh, Tetsuya Naito, and then the next night in the finals versus Goto, he had two of the best matches of the year. And you get talent that you don't really expect high things from, just having these absolutely phenomenal matches every single night. It is truly the best time to be a pro wrestling fan. So this is part one of two of the, my G1 Climax 27 preview. Uh, this episode is going to be focusing on the A block. We're going to go through all the competitors. We're going to give a few facts and figures about them. And then we're going to talk about the matches because the A block and the B block as well, are both stacked full of talent. And so many great matches, some first-time matches, some old rivalries coming back. This is going to be an absolutely great tournament. If you don't already, this is the perfect time to subscribe to New Japan World, uh, njpwworld.com. Uh, it's 999 yen, which works out about £7. Now, figure out like what you'd spend £7 on. For that £7, if you were to get it in this next week, you would get 19 top-quality shows... And then, if you just hold it on a bit longer, you're going to get all the shows going up for the rest of the year. You can go back and watch the G1 specials from the past week. There's so much good stuff on there, and it's well worth your time. If if you want an alternative to the WWE, or you're just looking for something new, New Japan World's your place. If you're already a subscriber, you know what's coming and how great it can be. I really remember in last year's tournament... Um, it was an exhausting process in a way, uh, following it, because last year we didn't have the separate show for New Japan, so I covered it all on the website, and writing all those articles and all that stuff, it was a really rewarding experience, as well as a tiring one, because I got to see some of the best matches I'd, I could say I've seen in years, and that's why I'm so excited for this year's tournament, and I'm hoping that some of you guys listening will be able to follow along with the action with us at the Royal Rumble. We'll also be doing little bits on the main Royal Grumble show, but what the plan is for the next few weeks, just to cover that, is it'll probably be one show a week. I don't want to completely flood our um, feed with episodes about New Japan in case there's non-New Japan fans listening. Uh, so it'll be one show a week just to get through all the stuff uh, that's happened in that past week. And trust me, those shows are going to be absolutely jam-packed because there'll be a lot to talk about. Uh, for now, we're going to have this show, which should have come out on Wednesday. There'll be the second part, which will cover the B block on Friday, and then you'll get our regular show, which is going to cover what will be last week's WWE Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view, as well as a bunch of other stuff. And I'll probably be talking about the New Japan guys who appeared for What Culture in the Japan leg of their World Cup, as well as the British J-Cup, which I attended both of those shows, and I'll be talking about them on our main show this week. Let's get on to the G1 Climax A block. Our first competitor in the A block of the G1 Climax, we'll talk about Bad Luck Fale of the Bullet Club. Uh, this will be his fourth appearance in the G1 Climax, his first one coming back in 2014, where he actually had his best result of 12 points. 
Valley is a guy who's often overlooked in these tournaments. I did it myself last year. I, I kind of just saw him as the big man. He'll be there to steal a few points, not do much else. But he is capable, and he's also he tends to play spoiler in these tournaments, and he actually had a really great story of defeating some of the bigger names in it, but losing out to the people who he's probably underestimating, and eventually on the final day, losing to Tamatonga in a, actually a really greatly told match that completely made me click on and really like Tamatonga. Um Bailuk Fale will probably be in the same role this year. I'm expecting to see him play spoiler to a lot of people in this group. He's a different matchup for a lot of the people as well. You're not necessarily going to get the fast-paced, hard-hitting stuff. Instead, you're going to get a big guy beating the shit out of someone for a while. And who doesn't like that now and then? Um, his best result was in 2014, where he got 12 points. But I could see this year him doing quite well, considering like the chemistry of the A block. Next up is last year's finalist, the guy who is always the bridesmaid, as you say, uh, Hiroki Goto. Uh, this will be his 10th G1 Climax, I believe. His first one coming back in 2008, where he actually won the G1 Climax. Um, his last appearance was last year. As I said, he got through to the final, facing off against Kenny Omega. Uh, we should mention how he got to the final. He did win his match, and in the final match, it was Okada versus uh, Tanahashi. And whoever won that match would have gone through to the final. However, it ended on a draw, which meant Hiroki Goto like kind of Gotoed his way into the final. Uh, Goto again, like he's a guy who's he's always that upper mid card, and it's it seems really difficult for him to break through that little barrier there. And he's a foot, he's a great talent. Like don't get me wrong about that stuff. He's made so many appearances in the G One, and he's a fixture of New Japan. However. I don't see him I don't see him in the final again this year. I could have said that last year. I didn't see him in the final last year. They could easily go for that again. Um Hiroki Goto will have some great matches in this. Um we'll talk more about the matches that are available to him in a little while. Next up is a guy who has not been in New Japan at all recently. There's a guy who's kind of like him called Tiger Mask W, but this is Kota Ibushi, uh, the man who, if you're not familiar with New Japan, you'll have seen in the Cruiserweight Classic on WWE Network last year. Um Oh, you might have seen his match with Nakamura a few years ago. It was absolutely phenomenal. This will be his third appearance in the G1 Climax. His first appearance in 2013. He followed that up in 2015. Since every two years, he comes back. Uh, he's not necessarily done great in the tournaments. Um, eight points in both tournaments. However, uh, there's so many exciting matches for him here. And anyone who's not familiar with Kota Ibushi, he's one of the best guy, best talents in the world. And he'll be a big favourite in this for a lot of people, considering... Uh, his long, well, uh, long time ago rival, Kenny Omega, is in the B block. And there is a possibility that we will get Kenny Omega versus Kota Ibushi in the final. That is a very good reason to want Kota Ibushi to win. I see him here kind of in the Nakajima Marufuji role from last year. He's not necessarily a full-timer who's going to come in and be a big thing in the tournament. However, they could throw a curveball and he could be in the tournament a lot more. He could get a lot of wins. It could be a big feature of New Japan coming up. And he... <laughs> Let's cut the pretense on that stuff from earlier. He has been in New Japan a lot. He's been as Tiger Mask W, uh, which is a very Kotobushi thing to do. There is so many amazing matches he can have in this tournament. And even if they're repeats of matches he's had before, he's not been in New Japan properly for a while. So we're going to get to see what feel like fresh matchups, which is a big thing. Um, I'm really excited to see Kotobushi in this tournament. And I think he'll be a big factor in it. I don't know if he'll win it, but he will be a big part of it. Next up is Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, 
Ishii was my MVP of the tournament last year. It seemed like every match he had was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I got to see him twice this past weekend. Listen on Sunday to hear me talk about that a lot more. Uh, Ishii, this will be his fifth appearance. Um, his best results in 2014-15, 10 points. Uh, his last appearance was last year's tournament, where he actually got a win over the IWGP heavyweight champion, Kazuchika Okada. He never got a title shot off it because they're uh, stable mates. However, Ishii is fully capable of beating the best of the best in, the New, in New Japan. And even at 41, if you watch the G1 specials, you'll know that he's capable of so, such special matches. He's, what, he's only 5 foot 8 or something. And he's just a complete badass who has believable, intense matches with everybody. Uh, again, I don't see him being in the final. His age will play against him a little bit, things like that. But there's so many great matches he can have in this tournament that I'm really looking forward to. And one of them is a match he's had a lot. And it's the next person I'm going to talk about. But whenever they get in the ring together, it's always great stuff. That's Togi Makabe. Togi Makabe will be making his 14th appearance in the G1. Uh, he's His best result is a victory in the G1 Climax back in 2009. Uh, Togi Makabe was the big surprise package for me because uh, he's mainly a tag team competitor nowadays. and uh, Well, not so much nowadays since the injury to his tag partner, Honma. But, this year's but in last year's tournament, even, he... Played spoiler a lot, and he was at top of the group for the first half of the tournament, and he was getting all these big victories over like people like Tanahashi and everyone, and it only turned around when Okada beat him. Um, again, Toga Makabe is a veteran. He's a guy to have just solid matches with people. Uh, he'll obviously have a very intense match at some point with Tomohiro Ishii, if you know about their history. Uh, it always involves a ridiculous brawl. Um, that's a very big one for me to look forward to. Next up is an old favourite of mine. It's Yuji Nagata making his 19th appearance in the G1 Climax. He won it back in 2001 and he was a big part of last year's um, getting some surprising victories over people like Tetsuya Naito. Um, Nagata is getting on a bit in age now. I think he's nearly 50 or he might have turned 50 and he could still go. He's still in tremendous shape and I'm, I absolutely love Yuji Nagata. He's absolutely brilliant and this, again... There's so many matches to be excited about with these guys. Uh, Yuji Nagata is an absolute veteran. He's a former IWGP heavyweight champion. Um, you'll get so many great, interesting matches. Next up, Tetsuya Naito, uh, the leader of Los Ingobernables de Japón. He won the G1 Climax back in 2013, and that is the beginning of his story, really, where he didn't get to the the main event, the Tokyo Dome, which is normally what the G1 Climax champion does. Instead, Nakamura and Tanahashi headlined due to a fan vote, which led to the eventual turn and the formation of Los Ingobernables de Japón in New Japan. Uh, Naito is going to be a strong favourite in this. In fact, he's probably my favourite to win the whole thing this year because he's been out of the title picture for quite a little while. He's been in Continental Champion. It's about time he got back to the heavyweight title picture, but his popularity is such that he probably doesn't need to be there but it feels like he should be there uh, so many great matches I'm really looking forward to the match with him and Nagata because last year the story was really interesting between them um, where it was almost Naito paid too much respect which was something he never does so it was an interesting dynamic in that one I'll be interested to see how it plays out this year. Plus, again, you've got him versus Ibushi and a bunch of other guys. Naito is definitely the one to watch Next up is a newcomer, in a way, to New Japan. He only debuted this year there and is one of my favourite wrestlers in the world. It's Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, Brit uh, British guy in the G1 is, uh, is always amazing to see. 
I don't know whether he'll do the same thing as Kenny Omega, but one a man can hope, I guess. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is part of Suzuki Gun, if you don't follow the thing, which is led by Minoru Suzuki, who is over in the B block. Uh, this is a really interesting thing, because Zack doesn't really fit the mold of a typical New Japan heavyweight. Everyone was really surprised when he got announced as a heavyweight. But at the same time, he wrestles heavyweight people all over. He was Zaki Freebelts until just this past weekend. So uh, he's been a heavyweight champion in a lot of companies. And his style kind of fits in the heavyweight division more than the junior division because the idea is he may be the smaller guy, but his technical prowess is what brings him up to the heavyweight division. That You can even put him in there against the Togi Makabe, some of the bigger guys, the Bad Luck Fales. And the idea is he'll go for the legs, take them down to the ground where we're all the same size and work on body parts. That's Zack Sabre Jr.'s game. It'll be really interesting to see how he does in this tournament. I'm really looking forward to a lot of the matches he's going to have. Uh, I'm a bit biased because not only is the Brit in the tournament, but like I said, he's one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, I'm very, very much looking forward to seeing this. Next up, the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, his last appearance was last year where he was just coming back from injury and he lost a lot of matches, but eventually pulled back to be in contention on that final day only to miss out due to a draw with Okada. Uh, he's won the G1 Climax twice in 2007 and 2015, and this will be his 16th appearance in the tournament. Another long-time veteran. And much like last year, he's coming into the G1 with an injury. Uh, this time, however, he's worked through it. It's a bicep tear that's now he in the healing stages. Um, but you don't feel like it'll f- slow Tanahashi down that much. Tanahashi is the ace of New Japan. Um, always expect him to be in contention on the final day and to be a big part of these tournaments. Um, if you've only seen the G1 specials, please don't judge him on the Billy Gunn match. The match was fine. However, he is capable of so much more. Go watch the two Naito matches he had at the Tokyo Dome and at Dominion to see even at his age at 41 and he's beat up to hell and he can still go. Absolutely amazing talent and he'll be a big part of this year too. The final participant of the A block is Yoshihashi of Chaos. Uh, this will be his second appearance in the G1 after his quite successful debut, really, last year's tournament. He got six points in that tournament, which doesn't sound great, but he did beat Kenny, Kenny Omega on the first day, uh, which led to him being the first challenger for the G1 uh, the G1 winner's briefcase, which the winner carries around for the rest of the year. Uh, Yoshihashi is he's a pretty capable guy. Um, I don't Again, he's not going to be a guy who's going to win a ton of matches, He's going to have solid matches and he's going to play spoiler in a few. That's the interesting thing. It's very rare that you have a, ca- a case of like Liger in the juniors tournament where a guy loses all his matches. It just doesn't really happen. Instead, you get guys who might not win. They'll lose more than the win, but the wins will really matter. And that's what makes this tournament really interesting. Uh, Yoshihashi, it, the only bad thing you can say about him, he has bad hair. Everything else about him is great and he's progressing really well. He just had a really good match with Suzuki the Never Championship on shows that a few weeks ago. And there's some good matches for him to have in this tournament too. So that's your full block for the A block. Uh, as I said, if you download, if you subscribe to the podcast, you'll be able to get the second part of this, which will be covering the B block in a few days. And you'll also be able to get our show that comes out every Sunday, uh, the Royal Grumble itself, where we talk about all the stuff that goes on in the wrestling world, every week um this week's show will be a review of the great balls of fire pay-per-view which was wasn't a bad pay-per-view but you'll hear more thoughts on that especially from graham and daryl's point of view as well on sunday please da- please subscribe give us a rate on itunes as well while you're at it or wherever you get your podcasts from that'd be really great of you 
let's go into the matches. Um, so the G1 Climax starts on, Ju- on July 17th, which is Monday. And the opening day. If you get New Japan World, you can get English commentary on the first two days of the A block. Um, night one uh, will open with Hiroki Goto versus Tomohori Ishii. So that's two Chaos members against each other, which is always really fun. Normally, when you get faction members against each other in New Japan, they're very intense, brutal matches because it's kind of like where two guys who are friends will go and beat the shit out of each other. Always fun to watch. You get Big Lads Wrestling with Togi Makabe versus Bad Luck Fale, uh, the two biggest guys in the tournament going at each other on the first night. That'll be a really tough battle as well, especially after Koto Ishii. You're getting a lot of hard-hitting action on this first night. Uh, Yuji Nagata will face Yoshihashi. Um, that'll be a good match too. Uh, Yoshihashi will get to show off what he can do against a veteran like Nagata. Kota Ibushi versus Tetsuya Naito. I mentioned this match earlier. It's one very much to look forward to. You're going to see some ridiculous stuff in this match. Uh, Naito will use his lucha influence in his style, and Kota Ibushi is an, a madman by all cases. I, I think every match he's going to have in this tournament will be interesting for one reason or another. This is one to really look out for, though, because the way Naito puts together his matches is really interesting. This will be a big one. The main event of the first night will be Tanahashi versus Zack Sabre Jr. I kind of made a joke about this, about how Tanahashi's worked through a bicep injury, so as payment on the first night, they're putting him against the guy who's known for arm bars and tearing people's limbs off pretty much. Um, it'll be really great to see, and I really think Zack will get the win on that first night, because he always likes to throw a spoiler out there, and that's the one where you can see a big spoiler. Night two, as I said also with English commentary, uh, Tanahashi versus Bad Luck Fale. Makabe will take on tomorrow. Tomohiro Ishii, that's the match I was telling you about, that'll be an intense brawl. Uh, Yuji Nagata vs. Hiroki Goto. Kota Ibushi vs. Zack Sabre Jr. These two never got to meet in the Cruiserweight Classic, so if you were hoping to see that match last year, you get to see it on the second night of the G1, which is on July 21st. And then it's headlined by Tatsuya Naito vs. Yoshihashi. I could see that one being a bit of a, a spoiler right there. That, that could be a spoiler as well. Yoshihashi could do with a big win there. Uh, July 23rd. Um, by the way, there is gaps in this schedule I'm giving you, but think about those B-block shows in between each one of these, so you know how intense this schedule is. Uh, July 23rd, uh, This is the mo- most of these matches will only have Japanese commentary, but don't let that put you off. The Japanese commentary, you, even if you don't understand the word, is normally quite engrossing because they get really into everything. So uh, um, July 23rd is Kota Ibushi versus Tomo Ishii in the main event. Uh, Togi Makabe versus Hiroki Goto. Tetsuya Naito versus Bad Luck Fale. That'll be an interesting one, actually. Uh, Yoshihashi vs. Zack Sabre Jr. and Tanahashi vs. Nagata. That's the match to look forward to, I think, right there. Tanahashi and Nagata on that day. Uh, two veterans of New Japan. Tanahashi was just coming up as Nagata was on top. And then they kind of crisscross somewhere around there. It'd be really great to see that one go down. July 26th, uh, we get Tetsuya Naito vs. Yuji Nagata. The rematch from last year where it told one of the most interesting stories, I felt, of the tournament. Uh, Tomo Ishii vs. Yoshihashi, another Chaos vs. Chaos match. Zack Sabre Jr. vs. Bad Luck Fale, um, will he be able to chop down the biggest tree in the tournament? That'd be interesting to see. Kota Ibushi vs. Togi Makabe, another really interesting contest. A big contrast in styles there. And then Hiroshi Tanahashi vs. Hiroki Goto. Tanahashi is definitely like the key part of this block, I feel like, in terms of main events. And that'll be really great to see. Uh, July 29th, Togi Makabe vs. Yuji Nagata. Kota Ibushi vs. Bad Luck Fale. Hiroki Goto vs. Zack Sabre Jr. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Yoshihashi and the headlining match of Tetsuya Naito versus Tomohiro Ishii. Another one to be really excited about. Every one of these match shows has an amazing match on it, I feel. 
next next one is August 1st. Togi Makabe versus Zack Sabre Jr. Naito versus Goto. Yoshihashi versus Bad Luck Fale. Tomohori Ishii versus Yuji Nagata. And Tanahashi versus Ibushi. Again, that's an amazing match. August 4th, Naito versus Zack Sabre Jr. That would be really great. Naito has got a very underrated submission game, so that could be a really interesting match there. Tanahashi versus Togo Makabe. Kota Ibushi versus Yuji Nagata. That's very big contrasting styles there. Nagata will be looking to keep him grounded in that one. I doubt that will work. Hiroki Goto versus Yoshihashi. And Ishii versus Bad Luck Fale. <laughs> that will be interesting as well. They had a quite good match last year, actually. Um... August 6th, we're getting towards the, the back of the tournament now. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Yuji Nagata. That will be an amazing contest. If you're into Zack Sabre Jr. and his style of wrestling, him versus Nagata will be the one to watch in this tournament for you, I feel. That'll be a really, really great match. Kotoribushi versus Yoshihashi. Uh, Hiroki Goto versus Bad Luck Fale. Tetsuya Naito versus Togi Makabe. And Tanahashi versus Ishii. Um, again, so many great matches on that. And then the final night. August 11th at Sumo Hall. All fi- all the three final nights, uh, they'll be August 11th, 12th and 13th. All, all have English commentary, all on New Japan World, all from the Sumo Hall, which is a legendary venue. The final night, and these matches are really interesting to look at, as it kind of gives you a clue on where the tournament might be going. Uh, I feel like it does it more in the B-Bot finals than the A-Bot finals, but you get my idea. So the show will start with Togi Makabe versus Yoshi Hashi. I don't feel like either of these two will have much to say in the final night by this point, but it'll be interesting to see. Bad Luck Fale always seems to be in contention, and he'll be facing Yuji Nagata on the final night. Ishii versus Zack Sabre Jr. These two just had an absolutely amazing match at the G1 uh, specials, and in this one, they'll probably go even further with that. That'll be a really special match. Um, Kota Ibushi versus Hiroki Goto. Again, like if both of these two guys are in play... I could see it being Goto being the guy in play again, and then Tanahashi versus Naito. The big this will be the third encounter between the two this year. They had a match at Tokyo Dome, one at Dominion. This will be the third encounter this year, and I feel like we could get a repeat of last year where Goto is still in play if there's a draw, and it's Tanahashi versus Naito really trying to get that big win at the end. That's your A block. Um, so how it works is people get two points for a win, one point for a draw. Uh, face off uh, if there's. People, even on points, it's the face-to-face that matters. So if, say, if Naito and Tanahashi are equal on points, um, it'll be whoever wins the match against those two that'll be above them in the league. And whoever has the most points at the end goes on to the A block final, goes on to the G1 final, I should say, on August 13th, where the winner goes on to the Tokyo Dome in January if they can hold on to the briefcase. Uh, I'll give a quick prediction. I think it will be Tetsuya Naito. I, I feel like it should be him going to the final I'll say for who his opponent will be for the second part of this, which will be on Friday. Um, like I said, go and subscribe to New Japan World. Uh, this is the best time to do it. You get 19 top caliber shows. All those shows I listed had matches that if, you, if you're familiar at all with your New Japan stuff, you'll know each one of those shows had a match you want to see. And it's not like some other tournaments or anything where guys kind of half arse it halfway through. You get top quality. They're told to go out and have like main event pay-per-view style matches every single night. It's the most grueling tournament for the guys in the world. And as fans, you get to see all this amazing stuff. It is well worth your money for just what it's about seven pounds. What are you going to spend seven pounds on really? If you've got, if you're able to get them, go get new Japan world. It's really easy to subscribe. There's English, English on there and everything. So you can get it subscribed. Go do it. It's well, well worth your time. I can't say that enough. And you can also 
if you don't have seven pounds, or if you do and you just fancy a bit more stuff, the Royal Grumble. Um, <laughs> I'll be doing the New Japan Grumble every week. Now, probably on Wednesdays, I feel like would be the best day to do it. So then you've got a half week wait until every Sunday when we unleash the actual Royal Grumble show with myself, Graham, and Daryl. Talk about all the week's news. Go subscribe on iTunes. Go to the website, royalgrumble.weebly.com. Uh, you can go to Twitter, find us on there, at Royal Grumble Pod. You can find us on Facebook, Royal Grumble. Thank you for listening to the New Japan Grumble. Tune in again in two days' time to hear my B-Block uh, rundown. As for now, thank you very much. See you later.